Well, my grandfather, Carol, or Charles Batchik, um, was a, a wonderful man. I mean, he, he only died uh, when I was in my 20s, so, and I was very close to him. Uh, this is my paternal grandfather. He had been uh, an engineer, in fact, had studied, uh, studied engineering at Charles University in Prague, which is where he met my grandmother, and she herself was a, a fascinating woman, Edith. She was, uh, she was, in fact, what we would now describe as Croatian, but she herself described herself as being Austro-Hungarian because, of course, she was born in the dying days of the Austro-Hungarian Empire and her father was a diplomat in the service of the emperor and was, you know, the famous family lore was that he was in the car behind Archduke Franz Ferdinand when he was shot, thereby triggering the First World War. So my grandmother had a very uh, international sort of uh, upbringing, but she studied, she too studied engineering in Charles University and that's where she met my grandfather. She was one of very few women. She always said she had her pick of men from the engineering class and she chose my grandfather because he had a car. But my grandfather then became a, 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 got involved in the glass industry and he ran glass factories in Bohemia before the Second World War broke out. And now when the war broke out, he ended up being imprisoned by the Germans, by the Nazis, um, in retaliation. And he was always, he was never very uh, forthcoming about this, but we gathered he was in the Czech resistance and that he had been, I think quite a number of men were rounded up as a reprisal by the Nazis and put into German prisons during the war. Now he stayed in it, he was in the prison all through the war um, and uh, was only released at the, at the conclusion of the war. He left Czechoslovakia and uh, my grandmother and the, their children, including my father, then came with, with, then followed him. He wanted to go to a country with a history of glass manufacture because that was what the business he was involved in. And he wanted to go to a neutral country, so to Switzerland or Ireland. And he chose Ireland because there had been in the 18th century a company, a well-known company called Waterford Glass, established by Waterford family, the Penrose brothers. It had closed down in the 19th century, but Grandpa wanted to re-establish the brand. So he set up a factory in Waterford, a very small factory uh, in 19th1946 and uh, it was um, and you know it it grew and there was a series of events he was taken over by the McGrath family who then um, operated it through the 50s but he was then when I was born uh, he was a, a director again in Waterford Glass and uh, and remained that and, I rem- and I remember going around the factory with him as a child you know and uh, of course by then it was a huge global brand but it was started with a very small amount of capital from the Czech Republic I picked Ghost Town by the Specials because to me uh, it's sort of reminiscent of the 80s. I I started college in Trinity in 85, absolutely loved it. I mean, it was a very exciting time to be a student. It was a very strong political um, impetus among students. All of us expected to emigrate. The unemployment was up at 18, 19%. It was... I mean, it was a pretty grim time objectively, and yet there was an awful lot of resistance, kind of low-level resistance going on in the student movement in what was then a very different Temple Bar, which had things like the Dublin Resource Centre, you know, Printers Co-op. There was a lot of little cooperatives had taken over some of the derelict spaces in Temple Bar, and it was a very exciting um, place to be, and there was, you know, almost no nightclubs. I mean, the Sa 
Clydes with George on um, Dame Street, which was the start maybe of you know what was becoming a Dublin's gay scene, and it was just quite an exciting time to be a student and to feel like you're part of all that political change. An awful lot of you know I suppose people were conscious of corruption and planning and all of that. We I I was in college just after a lot of the big campaigns, the students against the destruction of Dublin. But I remember taking part in some of those marches to stop, in fact, the widening of Clanbrassel Street. It was one of those. Um, Wood Key had just been a big issue. So, you know, I was very um, attracted to a lot of the music that was the very left wing music that was coming out of Britain at the time that was associated with that sort of political resistance against um, against this sort of rampant capitalist and neoliberal development. And the ghost town by the specials, which was, of course, about their hometown of Coventry and about the destruction done to Coventry by the closure of manufacturing, high unemployment. It was like a microcosm of what was we felt was happening in Ireland. Dear John, I wrote this song for you. I wanted to write by you. I want to make you shine. Dear John, I read between the lines for you. You protected a future you. You had Alan and I met actually at a Students' Union training event in Dublin and um, he was a student officer in Bolton Street. we just moved to London. It was the um, autumn of 1990. I had just been president of the Students' Union in Trinity and we had a very a dramatic year and uh, and it was just brilliant to be in, to be away from that, frankly, and to be away from the sort of the very bitter politics around abortion. But at the time in 1990, of course, just after the poll tax riots, Margaret, the move, the, the heave against Margaret Thatcher and the Conservative Party took place. The day she stepped down, the day she went, um, we had a class in, LS, in, in college and somebody came in and said, Margaret Thatcher has just gone. And a group of us went down to the House of Parliament thinking there's going to be huge crowds here celebrating her, her departure. You know, she dominated the political scene. She'd stood for all that was wrong with the right, and uh, and to our amazement, there was only a few of us. And we did make we were on we were televised that evening because a lot of TV cameras had gone down, thinking there'll be lots of English people celebrating. And it was just a small group of LSE students cavorting around the green space outside Westminster. Well, Julie Feeney's song, it's called Dear John, but I always think it's called Fantastic Day because that's the chorus is, is the is the really memorable part of it. Um, it it's, I, I just was blown away by it. I heard her perform it for the first time this summer. I was with the children. We all loved it. We went and got her album. And it's just one of those songs that encapsulates the perfect summer's day. Oh, 